Come on. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grombacher and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jonathan Kruger. Jonathan, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Jonathan is a CEPA. He is the founder and owner of Lionsgate Advisors, and he is a podcast host. I'm excited to have you on. Jonathan, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, thank you, George, and uh, it's great to be on the show. It's you know My life's work has really been around how can we continue to accelerate the impact of our clients' wealth, and uh, that really got started from a young age um, when uh, with my parents who had moved to Russia uh, my senior year of high school and then spent uh, two more years there in St. Petersburg uh, just shortly after the perestroika uh, in 93 through 96. And so learning about the changing environments and economies and, and uh, what, what that looks like financially really uh, impacted me and my desire for wanting to be able to give to those that were in need and influence others um, uh, to be able to do the same thing. And so that inspired me to go into this realm of personal finance and wealth management. And from that, I uh, committed my life's work to the, since 2000 and uh, have been uh, moved to St. Louis from Colorado uh, back in 2014. And so my wife and I have uh, two little ones, a third on the way, and uh, our children are three and two and a half. Uh, so or three and a half and two years old. So uh, we're just in that stage of um, having fun, growing a family and growing our business. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. I've got a uh, three and a three and a half month old, so I feel like we could probably hey, commiserate on uh, commiserate and then and then talk about all the wonderful stuff here maybe after the show. Um, I got I, I got I, I, I to ask. I mean, I, I hear stories about parents not wanting to move when their kids are in school, but not only did your folks move, they moved to Russia your senior year of high school. That that must have been crazy. It was, yeah. It was interesting. Is um, my dad asked me, you know, if you give him the opportunity, would you want to be a pioneer or a settler? And I said, well, a pioneer, of course. And so he said, great, we're moving to Russia. <laughs> so well, I didn't see that one coming. And no. you know, I really thought that you know, uh, going at graduating from high school, I'd probably go to the Air Force Academy. Um, I'd been a challenge from a young age to become an Eagle Scout, and before mm-hmm. I could get my driver's license, and and so I'd always been a goal setter and. Um, the opportunity to travel abroad at a young age really appealed to me, uh, rather than to dive into a military career. And so that's where I uh, put my hand to with the family. And man, it was a real journey of faith for us. It really impacted us and gave us an opportunity to be able to uh, learn what that means and grow on together and, and grow in our faith uh, and relationship with God. And that just turned out to be an incredible experience. Yeah, I, I can truly only imagine. I mean, <laughs> what a 
I don't I don't want to I don't want to say that that's a bait and switch, but to ask a 17 year old son, are you a pioneer or are you a settler? That's in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Dad, I, yeah, I don't well, know how to answer you know, that. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that right after that, George, um, we had a lot of people that influenced my life at that stage in life because um, into becoming bitter. In fact. A lot of people um, had the influence and the idea that you should not move upper your senior year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to a small private school in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time. And and my my family decided to move really based off of feeling like they're called to go to Russia. And uh, I became bitter um, about it because uh, it was my junior year uh, that we made the decision this summer uh, over which we moved to Russia. Uh, into my senior year. And so I became bitter. And my dad pulled me aside and said, you know, son, um, you can choose to be a, a curse or a blessing, uh, but you're still coming. And the choice is going to be yours. What do you want to be a blessing or curse to the family when making this transition? We could really use your help. And um, it really it really had to be a, a, a gut decision of, hey, we're in this. We're doing this together as a family, and this is something I'm going to suck it up. And looking back on it a year later, even after that time frame, is um, uh, I had five of my closest friends the senior year, that senior year also move from the same high school. So even if wow. I had stayed, I, I wouldn't have been with the guys that I thought I was going to be graduating with. And it was just, uh, you know, looking back, you never knew. So it was kind of a cool experience. Yeah. And certainly, I mean, what, what an incredible experience um, and incredible learnings just in, 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 in making that decision. Do you want to be a blessing or do you want to be a curse? Do you want to? And I think that you, I'm sure 100% sure that you carry that with you through every aspect of your life. Do you want to feel like you're engaged in your work or not? Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, so much of it is about intentionality, right? It's number one, it's making the choice yeah. first and foremost, and then, you know, doing the hard work of actually getting yourself to the point where, 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 where you believe it and it's really who you are. And I have to imagine that that helps you when you're working with your clients. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, you know, one of the things we found is that um, you have to be intentional with whatever you do in life. It doesn't happen by accident and that... Um, for us, it was in our in our business and career. It was how do we look at uh, business as ministry and as an opportunity to serve others. And uh, we found that as you know, growing up, I'd always been a goal setter, kind of built into my DNA. And one of the reasons why it allowed for me to adjust and adapt, I think, in our whole family to having a great experience uh, living abroad for three years at a young age, was um, having clarity of purpose. And if you don't have clarity of purpose, if, if you're not real clear on what the, that intention is, then there's a lot of levels of, of grief as well as um, frustration that can occur that if you're not willing to set your mind to and play, kind of uh, place an anchor or set your flag on the ground saying this is where I'm at and this is where I'm going, that it, you can be dissuaded or even discouraged. And um, uh, through, our, through our lives and our career, that's what we've continued to do. And it's also why I uprooted my family. Uh, my wife and I moved from Colorado out, out to Missouri to St. Louis uh, to be able to do that exact same thing here and for our client base that we now serve. Got it. I appreciate that. So with your work uh, at, at Lionsgate, 
tell us a little bit about uh, the the main problems that, that that you're working to address. How 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 you're serving your clients now? Yeah, and George, thanks for asking the question. We have found that we're one of the few. Um, wealth management firms in St. Louis that quarterbacks key investment strategies and insurance strategies um, that convert tax liabilities into income producing assets. And we do that by working with a select group of CPAs and attorneys. And what we found is as we were gathering our CPAs and estate attorneys together with the clients, oftentimes we would ask the professionals and other trusted advisors what are, is the goal or the purpose that your client has for their money? And we'd sit down and meet with them, and after a short period of time, uh, they, they would leave, and our, we'd ask the clients uh, what their goals were. And oftentimes, they realized that they had now three to six new goals that they didn't even realize, but that were the goals of the other advisors. And it was simply because they hadn't gotten clear on their own purpose, and they hadn't shared that with their trusted advisors and really had put together a well-written plan to help execute it. So what we found is really key, and I, I can give you an example of that if you'd like. Yeah, please. The um, One of our advisors down in Phoenix had worked with a, a widow that came to him after her husband had passed away, and they had owned, she and her husband had built a, a significant estate. They had owned a number of assisted living communities and one was in Chicago that she had sold after her husband had passed away. But leading up to the sell, um, she was living down in Phoenix at the time after her husband passed away, and she had gone to her CPA to ask for him um, to sell her property in Chicago because they had a, a few others that were providing a, a ample enough income for her as well as creating enough of the wealth in her estate plan that she was looking at to divest of that asset. And she asked him to sell it and uh, just to get rid of it so she didn't have to have that headache. Well, a few months went by. He came back and uh, met with her and said, here's some paperwork I need you to sign. And then he slid her a check for over $3 million for the property. And she said, okay, great. Could you just go ahead and, and give that to my church? And he immediately... He sunk it and uh, in his chair. You can imagine <laughs> why. <laughs> because he said to her, "I wish you had told me that from the beginning. I would have given all of it to the church and structured it correctly so that they could receive it instead." And she said, "Well, what do you mean?" He goes, "We you sold the property for uh, over six million dollars, and because of uh, the taxes that were incurred, um, you you end up only getting half of that." Hmm. And so, you know, with looking at uh, understanding the, the, the desire that she had, he just had failed to ask the question. It wasn't that he was, uh, uh, you know, ill-intentioned, but he just did not take the time. And most people do uh, is they get too busy, they forget to ask the questions and don't get clarity around what the client's goals are. And so we found that when we elevate the level of understanding amongst the trusted advisors and kind of quarterback those conversations, then it allows us to be able to put together a more collaborative, well-written plan that can be executed and monitored over time to help our clients be able to mitigate those tax liabilities, but also achieve a greater outcome. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I, I I think that there's such value in in in, in having good questions and the right question for uh, for the right circumstance. And certainly, what a wonderful question! 
what's the goal or the purpose for your money? And when, when, when you ask people that, it, it, a lot of the time, I bet it's the first time that they ever thought about it. Yeah, it really is. In fact, we're finding that on average, about 85 to 90% of our clients have never really sat down together as individuals or even as a couple to understand what they want their money to accomplish for them or what legacy they do, do they want to leave and what they want to be remembered for, how that's going to pass on generationally. Yeah, a lot of the time you're probably going to get answers like uh, 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 to, to, to pay our bills or to be able to support our lifestyle. Very, I, I guess, maybe surface level kind of answers. And then it's it's prodding and it's digging a little bit deeper and helping them to, to sort of look inward and, and, and explore what's, you know, hey, what, what do I really want this to eventually do? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also converting the conversation from just being growth focused to benchmarking the beach house. Hmm. You know, if, if understanding that what we're trying to accomplish is not only the accumulation, but also their goals and dreams, then we may not always need to um, hit it out of the park every single year uh, or chase uh, additionally uh, more risk in hopes of a greater return. Uh, but we can look at how to be able to continue to create wealth while also making sure we're measuring it against what they really want to accomplish just by getting clarity on that purpose. Got it. So so how, how do you counsel people to, to, to go through that process of figuring out what's most important? Is it putting pen to paper? It's having conversations? Well, I think it's both. You know, oftentimes it's the, the, each of our clients – when we look down, when we sit down with them, and much like what you've probably experienced too, George, is sitting down, getting clarity on their perspective, okay. what their priorities are, and why is it important to them, and then to understand and help articulate the purpose. Um, oftentimes, it doesn't have to do with money. I think money is just often the tool uh, of what they want to accomplish and really creating a lifestyle uh, or the freedom to have choices around. The um, instead of just being a name uh, on a charity's list of who is given to having a building named after you, those are those are strategic decisions on what type of legacy you leave and why is that important, and then how is that conveyed uh, to the family or to the community uh, for for the impact that it's going to make, and so having the conversation around that traditionally starts off at just an individual or a couple level, but then also branches out into how does this involve the whole family as a family unit? So we're looking at uh, the individual's contribution and and being able to build upon that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that's, you know, perspective is, is, is everything, which you obviously learned going from the United States to Russia, and now you help your clients with, and and your perspective as, as people who have been successful and are thinking about, well, do I just want to have my name on the list of donors or do I actually want to have my name on a building and then, then communicating that to family? And that's, this is a process that, that could probably take a long time. And it's probably ongoing. It, it does. It is on, <laughs> certainly ongoing. Um, yeah, we were meeting with one of our families as an example just recently. And his mother had passed away uh, last year and he it was at the funeral that a lady came up to him and said you know what um 
I'm really sorry to of your mother's of your loss and and I want to let you know that your mother made a significant impact in my life. And this is an elderly lady that came up to him and they have never met her before. And they said, Well, ma'am, I don't know that we know who you are. How did you hear how do you know my mom? And uh she told him, she said, Oh, we lived in the same home together. She and he said, Home. But what do you mean by that? And uh she said, Well, you didn't know? Oh uh, no. Well, your, your mom was, and her brother, your uncle, um, were lived in the same orphanage that we did. Oh, wow. And he never knew. <laughs> in fact, she had never once stated it. Um, and her husband had not known. And so sure enough, they did a little research and found out that that's where um, she and his uncle had uh, both lived at young ages. And uh, it then became... A desire of his that the family would leave a legacy that would continue on this particular home here in St. Louis uh, that really brought in children and raised them up um, that were orphaned. And uh, man, just to be able to know that it answered so many questions in his mind about how did his mom think and how did she process and maybe where she came from to know her background. And uh, it just had never been a conversation piece. And sometimes what's hardest is for families to have those discussions about what were the obstacles that they hope to overcome in order to get to where they are today. And those are kind of the, unco- the, the unspoken conversations that people don't have that we have to break through to realize the heartache, to be able to cherish the, the current situation and where we are today and then in hopes of what could be in the future, knowing that it's all part of life. It isn't one without the other, but uh, sharing the journey along the way and having some anchor point to what it was that helped you get there in the in the past. Yeah, what a great story. Well, Jonathan, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, George, the, there's a couple things. There's a book called The Power of Zero that David McKnight wrote that he had interviewed the former Comptroller General of the U.S., and his name was David Walker. And in this book, he references the impact of where, where taxes historically been and where are they today and where will they be in the future. And as many of us as advisors see, and most of our clients would agree, that taxes have been at historical lows. We believe that we are in a unique opportunity and window of time where we have a sale on the current tax code, if you will. So it's at a discounted rate. And most of our families that we've worked with that have accumulated any form of assets uh, under a 401k or 403b or an IRA typically have done so with the assumption that when they retire, they'd have a lower tax bracket. What we believe will have to happen because of the uh, current national debt being currently over, uh, oh gosh, last time I looked at it, we're at $23 uh, trillion. And if you could go to usdebtclock.org to double confirm those numbers, and then we have over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities, we believe that we have a unique opportunity of time to reposition taxable or tax-deferred income into tax-exempt strategies, uh, but that window is closing over the next six years. All it would take is for Congress to do absolutely, what, well, I should say, it, what they do best, in my opinion, absolutely nothing in order for taxes to increase. And the current tax reform will sunset in 2026. But we don't believe it will be too fur- much further past that point and could happen sooner. It's already been proposed um, by some of the 
the, the Congress, persons in Congress as well as Senate, that the taxes should double and or nearly double um, where the marginal highest marginal tax bracket would be over 70%. And we believe that's uh, certainly possible that that will most likely happen within the next decade. And so for our clients to purposefully understand that if they are to make a conversion of tax-deferred assets into tax-exempt uh, accounts, oftentimes it's traditionally looked at only Roth IRAs, other times it's looking at, at with using a life insurance or even munis, um, you have to accompany that and really position that as a strategy with other tax credits and tax strategies to be able to mitigate that liability of what you'd be paying to your favorite uncle. And so one of the things that we want to raise the bar or raise the awareness of is that you can do that. If you read the book, The Power of Zero by David McKnight or listen or watch his uh, most recent uh, documentary that they released in 2019, I think you would agree with me that they've done their research and due diligence. That would be something for everyone to take away. The, to, rather than focusing on tax deferral, pay taxes on what money you're saving now and put that into a Roth IRA or overfund. Um, for those overfund your 401k to a legal limit so that you can go into the back door into a Roth in the future uh, for those families that are in the accumulation phase. Uh, the other book that I would recommend that we've recommend to all of our clients that we sit down with is a book by, written by David D'Archangelo. It's called The Secret Asset. And it really looks at what are the strategies to be able to grow uh, your wealth tax-free and tax-exempt as many of the famous families here in the U.S. have done, the Kennedys um, being one of them, as well as a number of others, that have repositioned their assets to be able to pass on generationally um, to bypass or to um, leverage the strategies to be able to mitigate the taxes for fa uh, their family wealth. And we believe that those two uh, strategies combined can really make a lot of sense for families and their wealth managers as they continue to move forward in the future. Like that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? George, if you go to lionsgateadvisors.com forward slash podcast, we have a number of podcasts that we've hosted, and we've actually interviewed David McKnight and Van Miller in the past. Uh, recently, I believe that you had interviewed Wade Fowle uh, with his new release of his book that's just come out. Uh, we've also, uh, for a further interview, um, to hear more about what he's had to say about that and, and uh, relationship with one of our friends, Wade Dockin. Uh, we've interviewed him this year, and so that will be released uh, here within the next couple weeks. And you're welcome to be able to listen to that uh, show also if you'd like to hear more from him. And so we hope that you could t tune into lionsgateadvisors.com forward slash podcast or go to host to living uh, go to living a richer life by design is the name of our podcast. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jonathan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to Lionsgate Advisors. Is, is it advisors? That's correct. Right, Lionsgateadvisors.com forward slash podcast. Check out all the great content that they've got on there. Thank you again, Jonathan. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.